This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. Welcome to CT Startup. We don't even have to do that anymore, do we? You, no, you can still say okay. that. All right, cool. Because <laughs> we have intros and outros. So, well, welcome to CT Startup Podcast. Uh, this is Eric Francis from Trifecta Ecosystems. And Dave Menard from Mirtha Kalina. And uh, we are in the Mirtha Kalina Law Center. What is it? What is it, it called? Is the Law Lab. The Law Lab. All right. The Law, Law Lab. Lab at District New Haven. Yeah. Yep. And uh, talk about District New Haven. We're actually here with Johanna Hamilton, Community Director and COO of the District. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. How are you? So uh, let's hear it. Let's hear the uh, the elevator pitch of the district and what's going on. Yeah. So district exists to create a community that is focused on the economic and social impact that companies are trying to make in Connecticut. So we provide space, resources, and opportunities for people and businesses at every stage for how they want to make an impact. So you could be a one-person solo entrepreneur that has space in our co-working or shared workspace, or you could be a growing company that wants to retain your talent and keep them invested uh, and provide the amenities that a Facebook or a Google would provide theirs, but you are a small business in Connecticut without a billion-dollar valuation. And so the campus helps you to attract, recruit, and retain talent um, with the many amenities on on the campus, and then you can keep your business and grow it in Connecticut at District. Very cool, very cool. So, um, you know, it's kind of interesting we were just talking about this. Like, we're talking to you as a realization of having David Salinas on but a year ago, right? And yep. he was talking about the district and his ambitions. And so it was great to have David on because, you know, he, he's a whirlwind, right? Uh, he got a lot of ideas. Um, but this is like the realization of that, which is which is awesome. Um, and so how did you get involved with district? Were, were you part of Digital Surgeons? Were, did you, or did you actually just get recruited from, you were from Texas, so I'm going to call that out. But, you know, you know, did you get recruited to come up here? So this is actually a question I get asked a lot, and <laughs> the answer is really kind of funny. It, it's my, basically a result of my OCD. Um, <laughs> All right, yes. I, let's, go down this, <laughs> let's go down this road. And the rabbit hole opens. Um, no, I was coaching CrossFit at CrossFit New Haven, um, and the owners of CrossFit New Haven are one of the owners of District New Haven with, uh, with Dave. And I saw the owner's phone at a bar one night and the number of email notifications that are, were unopened and unread had a comma in it. Yeah. And, I, I know many people like that and it's uh, actually frustrating. Yeah. It's no, frustrating it gives, gives me hives. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I, can I help you? Uh, <laughs> and he was like, it's fine. What do you mean? I was like, yeah, I can, I can help you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I started doing some consulting and operational work for his company, apart from CrossFit New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, so he and his wife own a uh, construction design firm, um, Urbane New Haven, okay. um, that when I, two summers ago, started cleaning out emails and organizing lives, uh, was really just three or four people and has now grown to about 10 or 11. So I put in some of the infrastructure that they that they needed to be able to grow and, and sustain their business. And then I went to grad school and did my MBA um, where my dissertation was the business plan for Drive at District, the co-working cool. space. Well, where did you do the MBA? University of Edinburgh. 
All right. So when when didn't stay in Connecticut for that one, but <laughs> yep, went across the pond. I uh, so I, as you called out, I am from Texas. I moved up to Connecticut about a decade ago with uh, Teach for America to teach in Hartford. Mm-hmm. I taught for three years, and then went to New Haven to work for the organization itself in the operations and strategy side. Uh, and then ended up saying I want to want to do my MBA. Actually, you said, I want to do CrossFit. That's how it really started, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) CrossFit was a pivotal part of the journey, um, quite frankly. But uh, yeah, so I was like, I'm going to, you know, I've done this before. I've picked up and moved and left everything that I know, and I can do this. So I did. And uh, no, turns out uh, New Haven is home. (laughs) And I didn't know that until I left. My experience was great in Scotland, obviously, um, except for winter, which can, you know, never happen again if it's too soon if it ever happens again um but it's yeah it was great I realized like that's where my that's where I've made my my family my home and uh it's where I want to stay and have an impact so so a good warning to all New Englanders that we think our winters are bad but we should not go to winter in Scotland no <laughs> you at least occasionally still get to rem- get reminded that there's a sun in the sky <laughs> I would wake up at seven, the sun would come up around Just gray. nine or ten, and mm. then it would go down at three. Oh. So by the time you get home, it's five p.m. and you're like, "Well, I guess I'll go to sleep because <laughs> it yeah. is incredibly dark outside." Well, I mean, you're going to you're about to go to Alaska. They're not in like twenty four hour light or dark now, right? They're no, like, it, right now they're they're towards the end of the light cycle. So, um, but it's still a long one. I um, so, so interesting, like you, you said you did your, your dissertation on, you know, drive and the co-working space. So I assume you looked at co-working spaces in Connecticut, right? I looked at co-working broadly as okay. a, as something that has yeah. come up over time, um, which I could nerd out about, you know, for longer than this podcast. Uh, and then the evolution of spaces as they start to move toward what we know is the the growing trend of 40% of the workforce being contingent workers um, and what that means for their own lives and their own futures and how they work in a world that we really only know what we've experienced where you have a traditional employer and you go to the same mm-hmm. place and they have you your benefits are dependent on them and that kind of thing. So, so you, by the way, you say contingent employee or employer. What, what does that mean? Yeah, so contingent workers or independent workers. Okay. Um, they are contract workers, consultants, uh, maybe self-employed. Um, but essentially, it's the contingent on work. So, so like the gig economy? Is that, yes. is that the, okay. Or we might think of them, on the legal side, we think of them as 1099 employees. <laughs> yeah, 1099, yep. yep, exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, so those numbers are growing and the Intuit 2020 report anticipates that 40% of the workforce will be contingent by, by 2020. And we want to be a support and resource for businesses that are part of that, that are growing out of that, people that want to maintain their independence and people who are location-independent workers, uh, digital nomads, that type of thing, um, and be able to provide a space for them as well as for companies that are making an impact in Connecticut more broadly, um, socially and economically. Mm-hmm. So. So what is it that you feel that, ha- having been through your dissertation and such, and also being familiar with the Connecticut community, was it you feel that the drive at District New Haven offers as a co-working space that's different than what other co-working spaces offer in the state? So I hadn't really experienced co-working before I did this. Uh, and I, my perception of co-working was the 
um, the few instances that I had visited on this on the journey of figuring out that this is what I was doing, which was video gaming, ping pong table, hammock in the background, um, and that's totally valid. That is a that is necessary, and that is a way of life for for many people. Um, what Connecticut, specifically the New Haven metro area, didn't have uh, was something that was a level up um, professionally. So a space where you could hold professional meetings um, that had a large event space, that had private office spaces that you could have one, two, three, all the way up to seven people in, in one office and was meant to grow with you and meant to grow with your business. So if I have folks in the space right now that are a two-person, uh, that have a two-person office, they know that over the course of the fall, they're going to hire a couple interns, right? So those folks are gonna need space, they're gonna need a four-person office, or they're gonna need drop-in spaces. So we built the space, the 18,000 square feet of drive at District to accommodate businesses that wanna stay at two people or stay at one person, or be able to grow and not have to think about picking up and moving every time they do that. All right, so you, uh, where, where were like the co-working spaces that you did visit like on your journey? Most of them were abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, Ma- made sense because you were abroad. So. Yep. If you know, if I had to do it again, I would. Uh, I would come back and, and do a little bit more for uh, work in this area. A mm-hmm. um, lot, lot of uh, WeWork. Um, there's a great spot in Edinburgh called Codebase, that is partially sponsored uh, by the. I think it's RBS. Okay. Um, Entrepreneurial Spark and things like that that are that are working from. You know, banks have realized like, oh, this is where really entrepreneurial thinkers are yeah. going and mm-hmm. saying we can we can a help them like we know we're going to be providing the capital for that. Um, but we also can be there as the relational support. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of opportunities there for for businesses in the New Haven metro community, wink, um, to be able to provide an add value for people that are coming to Connecticut and staying and learning at our amazing universities and then being able to keep that talent here instead of them going to another another spot in in the states mm-hmm. or abroad so you know when I think of uh, when I think of district New Haven um, I actually think of it as a campus mm-hmm. as opposed to a traditional co-working space which yep. is just sort of an office or a series of offices and some collaboration space in the middle uh, but I, I think that our audience, it's, it's a little bit hard to describe, but maybe you could yeah. talk to our audience about what makes this a campus, why people come here, stay here, would work here, you know, and then, you know, and, and want to congregate here with other companies. Absolutely. So my title is a mix of chief operating officer and community director. And the reason that people would stay here is because of that community direction piece. So the campus itself is nine acres in New Haven, which is hard to come by. Um, It is the former bus depot for the state of Connecticut. So think large bays, windows. Um, It is 100,000 square feet. So it is a massive, massive place. Um, We, part of what we offer as the R amenity package as a campus is free parking, which don't drive off the road. It's free parking in New Haven. (laughs) We've got, basically it's uh, sandwiched in its own little island. So on one side you have the highway, so it's right off the highway in the exit ramp of 91. On the other side you have the Mill River that is crossing through 
and then on the other side you have the train station. So we are half a mile from State Street Station, um, which makes it easy for commuters. We're also on the bike path route, so it's easy for bikers. We have a ton of bike storage and bike parking um, here at the campus because we want to we want to keep that in mind for, for folks that are coming and encourage that. So those pieces really enable a lot to happen on campus. So once you're here, you have access to the Mill River walking trail, um, as well as we're starting a kayak and paddleboard launch that will launch into the Mill River. So if you want to kayak to work, world is your oyster. Um, <laughs> we're looking at a way that we can do that in a sort of Uber shared economy type way, mm-hmm. because, I mean, I don't have a kayak lying around, but right. I would do it. Uh, so there's <laughs> that component. You've got restaurant and beer garden that are being built right now on the campus. Those will be open in, in Q4, so looking at October. Um, and then as, in addition to that, part of, the, part of the ownership structure was that the people who started this business and this, this campus were trying to accommodate their own employees. They knew what they wanted, mm-hmm. and they knew what other companies were providing, and they wanted to be able to do that as well without... a huge overhead cost. So part of why companies will come to to district for a three, five, ten year term traditional office lease is because their employees have access to the gym on site. So the district athletic club is about a quarter of the building and it is a fitness center, uh, has offers yoga, turn, spin, um, as well as personal training, nutritional counseling, and CrossFit New Haven. So you've got sauna, locker room, showers, and a fitness center where your employees can work out before work, just walk down to your office. Um, they've got showers, they've got everything, so they can, they can provide that amenity um, on campus as part of what your, what your rent is. Mm-hmm. So District Athletic Club on campus, it's also open to the community, so you get a lot of opportunity for other people to come in, meet more people. It's not just limited to the people that work out of, mm-hmm. out of district. In addition to that, we are working to come up with a media space, so content creation. Um, We know that content is king, um, and trying to make that available for people that are members and tenants of district, um, and then also opening up to the community the opportunity for for that to happen. So lots of events, really, that that are happening. So I try to make it less like a place that you come to work and then leave and go home, but more of a place where you come and you have opportunities for what we're calling collisions. So I think of it like you have sodium, you have chlorine. Separately, great, serve a purpose and they're, they're doing their thing. But together, you put them together, they have something else. So that collision makes something else happen. And that's what we want to try and facilitate here at District is Yes, you're, you're doing your thing, you're, you're making the impact that you set out to make, but while you're at the place where you're making that impact, you also got to interact with someone who was printing ACL transplants or developing a HoloLens and <laughs> working with Microsoft and folks that are working in professional development uh, and, and coaching CEOs and, and the C-suite, and you just, those kinds of collisions that happen can spark something else mm-hmm. that would hopefully you would want to keep that idea, that business that in New Haven and feel supported at district so that you, you keep that in Connecticut. Yeah. And it was, is it one of the things I just want to point out is that you, you'd mentioned that the owners of the building, mm-hmm. they did this for their employees and their businesses and so forth. And, yep. and so that's actually, 
that's something different than most of the other co-working spaces in Connecticut. Um, they're usually run by organizations, not yep. necessarily entrepreneur-led or you know, an entrepreneur putting up their own money. So I think that that actually has, it, it shows in, in the, the vibe and, and how this place looks, right? Because yeah. as you, we know, like it would be hard for a nonprofit to do what this what yes, would happen to absolutely. You. Like, like the, the amount of money this really it took, it would be very difficult for, for any of the other organizations in Connecticut to be able to pull that off. So I also just want to add, this is probably the only place you can have collisions with attorneys that's, that are positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Here at the law lab. <laughs> yeah. Thanks there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, when we started using that term, I was kind of like, oof, like the connotation, you know, feels yeah. a little. And then I, when I started thinking of it in, yeah. in the, a different different light That's of fine. like oh this could when you actually like merge together and form something else like that actually can can be yeah. it's, a, it's a hydrant collider it's like we want to smash things together yeah. like, that's yeah. the whole point right yeah um so so that i mean this is you know this space um it does kind of resonate with you know what people think of um startups and entrepreneurship and kind mm-hmm. of getting the hustle and the bustle um so i mean like like what is the goal um so first off drive how many people do you have in drive? Like how many offices, like how, how, how uh, packed is it at, at this point? Yeah. So drive is drive is my baby. Um, obviously. Uh, so drive at district is about 20% of the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it houses about 200 members right now. So we opened in, we opened on April 15th. That was our birthday. Uh, and we are about 60% at capacity. So, and that's for private offices. So we have 72 private offices, space for 68 dedicated desks, as well as a number of floaters. So uh, floaters being folks that come in and pay for either a day pass or they have a floater membership, a hot desk membership, where they can come in, check in, and then just get to work in any of the open spaces. So there's work booths, phone booths, any like tables, chairs, soft seating, couches, whatever. Um, any space that's not dedicated to someone else, like their office, um, they can work in those spaces for as little as $10 a day. So a $300 a month floater membership and your coffee, water, tea is included. You've got free Wi-Fi. Um, it's high-speed fiber internet. Um, and you can you can get to work and then also have the opportunity to collaborate with a bunch of other people that are in the space doing cool stuff like blockchain and uh, fixing the state and school budget. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is boring, but yet fun stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, job security. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> now, out of some of those, uh, some of the members of the drives are actually state organizations. Is that right? I, I believe uh, CT Next is here. Yep. Uh, so CT Next doesn't have a space in in Drive, but they are a supporter of District broadly. Um, yeah. And who? Um, how many offices are full outside of drive, like actual office space? That is, that is changing by, by the week. Um, <laughs> so outside of drive, we have uh, 15 other, other spaces. Um, and of those, we're at about 70 to 80% at capacity. Uh, one of the, the largest uh, is the District Athletic Club and Digital Surgeons are two of the, the main tenants, and those are the two owners. Yep. So. Um, it is owner operated led. Like when people come in and they're like, so is this like, I know there was environmental remediation. Is this safe? And I was like, trust well, me, yeah, the, the owners are here. They basically <laughs> live here. Yeah. They're going to make sure it's safe. Um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, we've got those two. We've got um, a couple branding uh, companies. So we've got MindTrust Labs coming in. 
um, in August, who's actually strangely walking by right now. <laughs> uh, we have uh, SphereGen, who's here developing HoloLens uh, technology, uh, BioRes doing ACL transplant, um, and then Martha Kalina, Law Lab, obviously. Uh, coming in, what month are we, August? Coming in October will be uh, an Edward Jones Investments branch uh, right next door to you. And then we also are actively uh, pursuing some other options for the two other spaces that, uh, that we've got in the, in the queue right now. And there's still room for additional office development. The whole idea behind District was that it was customizable office space. So we started with five or six 1,200 square foot spaces. And we found that we did not start with enough of those. So if we had to do over again, we would probably cut up more of the larger spaces of the building mm -hmm. um, because that's not really something that we anticipated uh, a high degree of need for, but it's not, it's also not something that exists as a, as much as we want it in New Haven. So as companies are starting out and they want to, they want to have their own space, 1200 square feet is really kind of the sweet spot. Sure. Um, so as we think about customizable space, it absolutely is possible that we would split up some of the other larger spaces in the building and accommodate more of the, the smaller spaces because it's meant to be a place where as you grow out of that 1,200 square feet, maybe you grow into 2,400, mm -hmm. maybe whatever. So walls walls can be built and walls can be can be torn down. So this is one of the things I really like about the district is that there's uh, it really is a place for people to grow in the same space. You can start, you could be uh, fresh out of Yale with a company idea, you need some co-working space to start off in, you then move up into an office space, you can then move up into a larger office space, uh, and and your company can stay within the same area without continually having to worry about finding new space, new places, and so on. And you're still in a vibrant, you know, economically well area. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and, and so it's actually funny is that you, you're not doing like an accelerator program, right? Not yet, no. Not yet, but but so most of the other places almost started with an accelerator program, try to like bring people in. So, yeah, I guess it's like you you are looking for like companies who are like startups that are established. I mean, some of them aren't, aren't, but I mean, most of the people coming in here had like or, or you know have a decent idea or you know kind of company started right for the most part. Or have you had any companies coming here literally with an idea and they're already you know growing kind of a thing? We. We've had some companies come in and start at a one-person office, and have already said, you know, we gotta, we gotta switch. We gotta, we need a two or a three. Mm -hmm. um, so we've seen the need for that type of growth um, and the capacity for that. But I, um, it's really, it's it really runs the the gamut. We've got established companies, and then we've got folks that are like, I'm gonna, I was a lawyer for mm -hmm. 25 years, and now I'm gonna start a tech startup. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Well, well, and, and the reason why I want to bring that up is that again, you attract the, the space attracted the the companies. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, we're gonna create the companies that are then gonna be Correct. here and rent the space, mm -hmm. and you know, because because there's two approaches to it, and this is the field of dreams, which is, you know, you build it and they shall come. So, and, and you know, it's working at this point, right? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's coming along. I mean, district only opened uh, in February, so it's it's kind of. It, it's helpful for me to put it in, in perspective like that when I think, oh, we gotta, we gotta do this, we gotta do that, and it's like, just, it's, it's okay. It's been five, six months, like it's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's talk quickly about long-term plans. Uh, yeah. Say two or three, or even five years from now, what, what do you hope is here? Changes? Do you have plans for anything? Big changes or additions? I mean, do you want my 
get a little heavier, Dave. <laughs> uh, Tell us all your dreams and aspirations, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I. Where, uh, where do you plan to be about four years yeah, from now? Yeah. Like, have you, have you really enjoyed your life? What are your big successes? <laughs> um, you know, when I started thinking through uh, pushing the, you know, the leadership of of district to think about vision and mission and goals and and that kind of thing, I I jumped in really with this idea that you have a a company or a person that starts out in the co-working space and maybe they're not sure what they are going to do next. Um, they have the support and the professional development and through the events and types of things that we offer at district and at drive, they get what they need through the community and through the events that we, that we put on to feel supported, to grow their business. And they have the support and resources by companies like Martha Kalina on campus who can help them navigate intellectual property and, and things like that that are not their wheelhouse. Um, and through that, be able to grow their business and find that they want to stay in Connecticut. They want to keep their economic and social impact here and that district has the ability to provide that. So my goal, my vision for district is that over the course of time, whether that's three, five, 10 years, we're able to facilitate more companies and more people that are dedicated to making an impact and keeping it here um, and, and really keeping the, the talent and the ideas and really thinking about ways that we as a community can, can do those things together um, and not thinking that it's something that we have to do alone, that the, the campus, the people here are here to help you and help facilitate doing that. So my vision would be that you, you, have, a, you have something that starts at district that grows at district and that stays at district. Um, and then that impact is, is, is here. I mean, I was kind of hoping to hear about like the aircraft hangar they're going to put on campus. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay too. Yeah, exactly. You know, the rock, <laughs> the, the, the awesome uh, <laughs> concerts they're going to have. And you know. <laughs> I can't give away all the, all the secrets. <laughs> well, you, you gotta, you gotta tease people. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone from, you know, Tesla's listening, but we did try to get, some battery Test, packs over yeah, here. Yeah, so if you're uh, if now you're interested, we're still waiting. What? So you couldn't get like a Tesla charging uh, station or anything? No, they, they couldn't do it in time. Well, the reach <sighs> of CT Next is both mysterious and amazing. And yeah. Nice, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll start we'll start hitting up uh, Elon. He doesn't have he doesn't have really pressing issues at this moment or anything. <laughs> right. I mean, so, he's probably just yeah. on a beach somewhere. Oh so. no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah worried about he'll get banks or something. No um, worries at all. Right. Yeah. More money, more problems. So. Yeah. No, so I mean, this is this is exciting. When when does the uh, amphitheater and uh, restaurant get done? Yeah, so the restaurant, beer garden, and amphitheater are going to be done. Uh, we're looking at October. So the restaurant uh, is a joint venture between Bear Jamie Bear McDonald of Bear Smokehouse, Changarosa, yep, um, and then Jason Sobosinski of Casius. So the brewery will be Black Hog Brewery, so local uh, local beer, and then uh, the restaurant I think is going to be like a barbecue cheesy gooey goodness type thing uh, well well david was actually saying something about the cheese is going away casey is going away from cheese i was like that's uh, that's what drew me in <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> the whole reason we put a gym in yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah. it's about balance it's carb loading right it's car you got a carb load after her right? you have to walk to the gym <laughs> yes from the rest yeah exactly so. exactly very nice yeah so um, that's all that's all looking like october and we're looking forward to I would love to have things like TED Talks and concerts and stuff like that right out there on the amphitheater. It's just a great, great location right next to the water. 
mm-hmm. um, with all the all the amenities here. Now, are you looking for people to like host events here? Are you looking for people to bring their events here? I mean, what? I mean, I assume it's not just for like drive. You know, people that are doing mm-hmm. events. You're bringing in another organization. So yeah, so we get tons of requests every every week for folks that want to want to have their events here. Um, we're absolutely open to that. We do rent out the hallway atrium space for events. Uh, United Way had their Live United celebration here, uh, and ECIC has done some events as well. So we do rent out that space. We're, we're open to that. Um, I think that's going to get much bigger as the amphitheater comes online. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're totally open to that. Very cool. Um, what, what about this digital, uh, um, studio? When do you think you have a time frame for that? Cause I, I assume that that's actually something that would attract a lot of people just to come here and, you know, rent that space out. We are still, we're still thinking through it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, a couple options for, for folks that are, are interested in, in running it and, and whatever, but we, we need the, we need some capital to, to put in there to make it what we want. And we need to really think through, I mean, this is sort of my cerebral side being like we need to think through what we want the vision and mission of that to be before we mm-hmm. start throwing dollars at well, it. Well actually it kind of makes it seem like you're thinking through it as a business as yes. how does it make money and what's the what's the ROI on us putting it in and you know we're just concerned about the podcast too, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean that's kind of what we're doing here. so I mean yep. if you want but that is that is definitely part of it but it's it's also like how do we how do we sustain it and how do we make sure that it's appropriately run and facilitated so that it actually does add value and doesn't doesn't become something that's like not useful so if somebody wants to rent space at drive or they want to uh, rent an office at district new haven or they just want to get a tour of the place how do they do that mm. That is super easy. It's all me. It's a one-woman show. So it's, uh, you can, if for Drive, you can email drive at districtnhv, like newhaven.com. And if you would like a tour of district, you can go to our website, districtnhv.com. Um, and there are spots on there to request information, tours, and those, those typically all come through me. So you'll, uh, you'll get a response from me within 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> That's wonderful. Very nice. <laughs> and is there any uh, events open to the public that are going to be coming up in uh, September? Tons. Um, so for September, all of the events that are in Drive every month are open to the public. If you are a member or of District or Drive, they're free to attend. Um, if you are dropping in, you can do so with a day pass, and you can stay and work the rest of the day. So, for example, today, InspireCore is one of the members of Drive. They are hosting a Lunch and Learn um, so lunch is provided, and they're doing a session on leaning in um, on RISE. Uh, they're calling it uh, Wh- Women Leaders of Today um, to celebrate National Women's Equality Month. Um, Women's Equality Day. Sorry, that's tomorrow. Uh, we don't get a month. We get a day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> don't get Jeez. greedy, Johanna. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, so <laughs> events like that are always, always open. Wind Down Wednesday, second Ooh. Wednesday of every month and drive. Uh, which is really just started just as an excuse for people to oh. join me as I unwind. <laughs> like, listen, I need to get through this day. And... It's Wednesday. Come on. We're almost there. No, no. What really happened if somebody saw you and you're just like, listen, this is one of the new events. Like, <laughs> this is Wind Down Wednesdays. I printed out a sign and I made yeah, it a thing. Exactly. I'm not tricking on the job. This is yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag MVP, all right? Hashtag MVP. <laughs> no, it's 5 p.m. Uh, so events like that are open. Yes, uh, we were looking at doing uh, another event that, actually coincided with the uh, the start of NFL, so we rescheduled that one. Uh, you, you, you were not going to get anybody. Exactly, <laughs> right? It's not going to happen. Um, 
but yeah, no, we're building the September calendar calendar now and digital surgeons events, district events and drive events are all going to be on the district website. So districtnhv.com slash events at district. And just to throw in a plug, we'll soon be adding to that. Um, yes, you will. Arthur will be holding at least monthly events, um, free educational series um, on various topics of interest. And Including how to get a, a name for your business, correct? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we're not pulling any punches here, huh? No, not not to you, not to you, but no, we're, somebody's we're, who's not here. Yeah, yeah on, on the uh, uh, our, our producer Chris Demoro runs a business called Sublime Exposure that he's promised us for months now would have a new name, and, uh, and yeah. hasn't had one yet. And so, so a few podcasts in a row now, I've yeah. had the opportunity to make fun of. Yeah, him. so he's not here, so this we have to say uh, something. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we, you know, we're, we're, te- we're, we're yeah. technically talking behind his back, but he's going to hear it. I, so. It's gonna. It, it yes, actually works out. So this is actually, you know, yeah. when he edits this, so this part may not survive. <laughs> yeah, um, we, get a new name, Chris. We, 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 when he edits this, and I'm no longer in this <laughs> podcast, um, he'll hear that our pra- our topic will be good business practices. And number one will be actually tell people the name of your business. Yeah, and, yep. <laughs> exactly. But no, this is this is fun. I, I, honestly, like this is um, coming down here. I mean, I brought my partners down here. Uh, we brought our new employees down here, and it, it is something where. This is different than all the other co-working spaces. You walk in here, it has a different vibe. Um, and, and honestly, that is one of the biggest things, I think, with the co-working space yeah. is the vibe and the culture. Um, and just also seeing other people getting stuff done. Yeah, I mean, just seeing what Scroll's done in the past few months um, and just seeing other people hustle and bustle, like, that's... that's it's it's invigorating. You know, it's, it's something that you want to be around. Um, and, and it's almost... That's what you're paying for, right? You're, you're paying to be around the atmosphere versus the space. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how how much that means to to hear you say that because that is really the embodiment of what we want to accomplish with our values. So one of our values is actually getting shit done, um, <laughs> and it's it's basically we take care of all of the things that you don't have time to think about. That's not why you started your business about whether you paid the electric or you paid the cable or, oh, shoot, I'm out of coffee. Like, no, we take care of all of that stuff. You make the impact that you set out to make. Yep. And just pay one bill to us. Exactly. <laughs> just one, not the rest of it. It's all inclusive. Don't worry about yep. it. Um, as well as what you're saying is like celebrate everyone's success. Like that's another one of our values. It's like we're all in this together and we're all better because we're around people that are doing good. And yeah, doing and if better you see things. somebody else succeed, you want to be there right along with them. And if they, if somebody fails and you're just like, yo, pick yourself back up. We did it. Happened to us. Keep going. You know, yep. so, exactly. I'm excited for it. That's fantastic. I mean, we're excited to be part of it. Yep. We're so excited to have you. <laughs> I'm just moved in this month and we're just, we're moving right along. Yep. So, well, Joanna, thank you for coming on. And I assume there's going to be more uh, more stuff happening here at the district and uh, more collisions happening for us. So. Yes, we'll Absolutely. want to have you back for updates. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. And if anyone listening to the podcast wants to drop in, I will comp your day pass. Just let me know that Ooh. you listened to the podcast um, and we'll we'll take care of you. Very nice. That's, a, that's, a, that's an intriguing offer from Joanna. Thank you very much, Joanna. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. Finally, we would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalina for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.